Welcome to another edition of the Bavada at Odds podcast. I'm Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BavadaSportsbook.com. The one, the only, the world traveler, the great Patrick Morrow. Good morning, Seth. Great to be back. I mean, went to Dublin for like a day. What was it? What were you, 36 hours in Dublin, Ireland? This <laughs> is live in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 48 hours. Uh, it was not how I expected to go to Ireland for the very first time. I do have an Irish background, so I was excited to go in general, but not for the context. But yeah, emergency work trip uh, brought me out there and back. And uh, yeah, just enough time to screw up my sleep schedule. Fortunately, it's not a busy time of the year at all uh, at Bavada. So uh, uh, no, that ah, was interesting, though. Uh, lovely people. Uh, good to get in and out and good to be back home. So it was pretty bananas indeed. Uh, I went to something I hadn't gone since 2021. Uh, I officially have covered 27 years of Major League Baseball. My first game of 2022 was game three of the National League Championship Series between the San Diego Padres and your fighting Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, And then the next day I was at game three of the American League Championship Series uh, between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees and would have been at game five of that series if they had played it on Monday and I didn't, they didn't. And thus the world series is set the Philadelphia Phillies and the Houston Astros. And I'm actually going to be attending at least two of those games. See folks. And Seth has just shown how best to digest and enjoy major league baseball. And that is by not paying attention to it at all, all season. <laughs> and then just right on in, in the league championship series and world series. Like I'm, I'm, yep. I'm covering baseball now. That's, covering baseball that is now. how to do it. Folks. That is, that is a professional finesse uh, from the master right there. Well, I done. Mean, it was something to behold. Uh, nonetheless, it was one of the, one of the kookiest things uh, that I had been a part of uh, no secret at, at all about that. Um, what a, what a crazy couple of days. Uh, But, uh, you know, the Houston Astros haven't lost a game in the postseason. Uh, They look like world beaters. Uh, The Phillies had the big dramatic Bryce Harper home run. That was really cool. I'm not taking anything away from them. And the city of Philadelphia is such a great sports town. I'm thrilled for them. Uh, But I'm Astros. In Dusty, we trusty. Dusty Baker, you know my personal connection to him. I have been a massive fan for so, so long. And I just, I'm, 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 I'd like to see, I, I don't see these Astros like I saw the cheating scandal. I think enough mm. time has gone past. I know there's only a handful of people that are still there, but I thought Dusty brings in class and dignity and I am pro Astro. An interesting series uh, for sure, Seth. I mean, um, I remember after uh, it was like banging on the, on the drums and they were stealing signals and all that. And a lot of people thought that, the Rangers, or sorry, the Rangers, the Astros were actually being uh, punished when uh, they were forced to, you know, clean house a little bit and bring in a guy like Dusty because Dusty is, he's not an analytics guy and that Astros team, that front office, they are a massively heavy analytics guy. And they just thought like, oh, you know, here's a safe caretaker who's not going to get in any kind of trouble. And uh, look at the Astros back in the World Series uh, playing just absolutely inspired baseball, both pitching and hitting. Um, it's really difficult to envision, uh, you know, seeing them uh, you know, slow down at all. But I mean, that is the beauty of baseball. And again, you know, we've uh, you know talked about this way too many times to count, but just the idea of how tight a baseball game can be, theoretically, we're looking at short money lines, short series prices here. Uh, you know, a lot of people who don't like the playoff format are pretty bummed that the Phillies are even in the World Series to begin with, let alone made it to the playoffs. But uh, I know you don't mind given uh, your new work assignment, but uh, 
yeah, it, it sh- hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it goes six, seven games. I don't really care who wins. Uh, I just want to see good playoff baseball. But for your sake, uh, I hope it's good. Well, I hope it's good. You know, I, I again, this one I can't blame baseball, but it's such a long layoff. I mean, the fact that one series ended in five games and the other was a four-game sweep, and, you know, both of them ended on Sunday, and you're not starting your World Series until Friday. Meanwhile, the NBA is in full swing. Hockey's in full swing. College football's in full swing. I mean, it just seems like, to me at least, um, you, you got to strike when the iron's hot. It's, it's too. It's a real shame that you couldn't move this series up. I know why yeah, you okay. can't. I know why you can't. I just don't like it. No, I understand. Uh, I, I am at least appreciative that it gives us the opportunity to actually kind of talk about uh, stable odds we have out there because baseball playoffs has obviously, obviously been going on for weeks right now. There's been games every single day. So, you know, we record this podcast. Sometimes there's been games in the afternoon on a Tuesday going back a couple of weeks. It's been very difficult for us to, you know, produce this, talk about this stuff and know that anything that we might say would be uh, stale by the time it actually is uh, ready to listen to. Uh, but, you know, the fact that these games are being... Uh, play till Friday means that, you know, we can talk about the series prize. We can talk about the MVP. Uh, you know, the Astros are currently minus 175 uh, favorites to win the World Series over the Phillies. And your MVP favorite is uh, Bryce Harper right now, six to one uh, right now, if you like that. Uh, so, you know, it, it's given us a lot more time, at least at Bavada, to post more of these lines as well. Like we haven't had to rush out our full suite of uh, World Series stuff in just, you know, 24, 48 hours like that, if both series had gone uh, longer. Um, so that has at least given us a bit of a benefit and at least allowed us a chance to catch our break because, you know, World Series, NBA, NHL, there's just so much going on right now. We were talking about before, but this is the best time of year. If you're a sports fan, if you're a sports better, if you're an odds maker, however you digest this stuff, uh, there's no time like right now. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, look, I hope, I hope you see a series. I mean, I, I really do. Um, mm. My my whole contingency has been the Astros just look like a buzzsaw. I mean, they look mm. like they are world beaters. And it's not to demean the Phillies, but the Phillies played a Padres team that was, you know, fighting neck and neck. And then, you know, the, the, the series before that, would Philadelphia play? Oh, the Braves. I mean, that was a three-game series. Yeah. Or no, that was a five-game series. Sorry. Hold on. Let me fix that. That was a five-game series. You know, this is a seven-game series. I, I just, I'd be shocked if this is 2-2 two, two after four. But you know what? You've uh, you've been doing a little bit of work with that uh, saying I'm shocked. You know, you said you'd be shocked if it wasn't Dodgers-Padres uh, yeah. in the LCS. You said you'd be shocked if Syracuse didn't do it, and they should have done it, and we're going to get to that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, so maybe that's the little uh, Seth Everett reverse jinx here. I think this one's going seven. (laughs) If it goes seven, (laughs) I'll be thrilled to see it. I, uh, you know, who who knows? What what can I I say? I I hope Uh, so. We'll we'll enjoy it for whatever it is, whether it's four, whether it's seven. Uh, That is the beauty of this time of year. Baseball doesn't do it for you. The football might. The NHL might. uh, Oh, if you're so Liverpool, yeah. If you're a Liverpool fan, we just beat Man City uh, last weekend, and that was awesome. We're like, all right, the season's all turned out. Then we lost to Nottingham Forest on Saturday, a team that's going to get relegated. I have no idea what to do with this team. So, you know, at least uh, if something's disappointing me, I can continue to pivot to a different sport or league. Uh, it really is a buffet of sports goodies right now. All right, let's take a look at Week Eight in the National Football League. I can't believe we're at Week Eight already. I, I know I'm going to say that for every week, but it's 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 pretty wild to see. Uh, the Thursday night game is a good one. 
uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And as the promo says, it's Lamar Jackson. It's Tom Brady. Uh, two, you know, great quarterbacks. Uh, you know, one one in his prime and one that's defying logic. But uh, the Ravens, a slight road favorite against Tom Brady. How could that be? I'm sad this, this Tampa Bay team doesn't look very good. Nope. Uh, you know, they're, they're three and four, which is good enough uh, to be tied for uh, top of the NFC South right now. But I mean, this Bucks offense, you know, they're held to what, like three points by the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, a Carolina Panthers team that just traded away Christian McCaffrey and fired, you know, they their, fired their head coach, you know, all but doing everything to signal that, uh, okay, they're just going to try and figure it out this year. Uh, you know, Tampa, they've started to get some of their offensive weapons back. Uh, so they're, they're running out of excuse, but boy. Tom Brady is finally looking his age. He is looking like Peyton Manning's last season out there throwing the ball. Uh, you know, I know he's not getting great protection from that offensive line. I know they have some injuries there and that's part of it, but some of those throws coming out of him, I just, it doesn't look great. Uh, fortunately that defense is still good enough to probably keep them in a lot of games and that Ravens defense isn't very strong either. So maybe uh, this is an opportunity for the Bucs to have a bit of a breakout offensively, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really surprised to see that the Ravens are one and a half point road favorites at Bavada in this one, uh, Seth. Uh, given that, you know, whatever you think about Lamar Jackson and that offense, yeah, it's you know, it, it's it's hit and miss. It can be fumbles. It can be interceptions. They're exciting. They're moving the ball. They're a fun team to watch offensively, and we're actually seeing that this is the biggest position of the week. There's not a lot of Tom Brady love at Bavada, as uh, yeah, the biggest uh, NFL position of the week right now is on the Ravens minus one and a half. Over under is sitting at 45, which uh, if this Brady offense was cooking like it has in years past for a game like this, it would be pushing closer to 50. But it does speak to the fact that, again, now uh, we're pretty unconvinced by this Tampa Bay Bucks offense right now. We are officially jumping on the bandwagon for the New York Giants. Uh, they got another road victory and now they travel to the first place Seattle Seahawks, Giants Seahawks from Lumen Field. Giant Seahawks. Yeah, this is not a game that we would have thought at the beginning of the year would have been one that we'd be talking about between two potential playoff teams. Seth. It's uh, bizarre, but you know, the, the Giants, uh, they continue to uh, win, uh, win in interesting ways. A lot of come from behind wins this year as well, which is, uh, you know, you always want to get off to a good start, but it's been interesting to see them, uh, you know, be able to battle back and, you know, play as well as they have, especially defensively. Giants defense has been Truly, truly, really, really strong this year. Really impressive. Whatever anybody else thinks about Daniel Jones on that offense, and they've kind of done a lot of different makeshift stuff to make it work, relying on his legs a little bit more than his arms when they've had to. Saquon Barkley has had a really nice bounce back year as well, which is really great to see. Uh, looking at the odds in this one set between <laughs> these two potential playoff teams, still makes me laugh saying that. Seahawks currently three-point favorites at Bavada. Action pretty split on this one. Uh, line looks about uh, right. I wouldn't expect too much movement between now and Sunday over under is sitting at 45 right now with a little bit more uh, love for the over right now, early days from players out West SoFi stadium. That's a gorgeous stadium. Like every time I see it, I saw it last week with the chargers. Now the Rams are home. They take on the San Francisco 49ers. And again, another road favorite. Yeah. Interesting game as well. I mean, these are two teams that are uh, definitely underperforming what we would have thought uh, based on their preseason expectations, whether you're looking at futures odds, whether you're looking at uh, season win uh, totals, stuff like that. Uh, this has been a matchup that, you know, the, the, the 49ers and Jimmy G, they they really are hit or miss. Uh, for whatever reason, they, they play great against uh, really good teams. Like even that Chiefs game, uh, they were right there with them until the fourth quarter where the doors just kind of fell off there. The wheels kind of fell off there. Pardon me. 
Um, I, you know, for whatever reason, the 49ers seem to have the Rams number of late, which is kind of why I think they're in the road uh, favorite slot here. Um, you know, the Rams have really just looked kind of pedestrian offensively this year and defensively. I don't know if it's the loss of Von Miller going to the bills, but they, they're just not as locked down as they were last season where, you know, they, they just had everything firing for them on, on offense. Really Cooper cup is the only one giving them any kind of life out there. Stafford's looking a little bit more like his Detroit self. So it doesn't surprise me too much to see that the 49ers are a road favorite here. Again, that is one and a half at Bavada and about 70% of all bets on the 49ers. So not a lot of love for the Rams uh, here so far. And finally, let's take a look at the Buffalo Bills. They're coming off a bye week. Uh, the 5-1 and one Bills at Highmark Stadium in Orchard Park, New York, taking on a Green Bay Packers team. Now, look, it's one thing to lose to the Giants in London. It's another thing to lose at home to the Jets. Uh, that's kind mm-hmm. of embarrassing. But then to lose to the Washington Commanders? How low can you go if you're the Packers? How low can you go? I, I yeah, that's they're going to get thumped. They are Aaron Rodgers is going to go and get thumped by Josh Allen and the Bills. I yeah, I mean, I I I don't usually traffic in absolutes, especially in the NFL. uh, But yeah, the Bills are eleven point favorites in this one. Which if we were again, if we were lining this at the beginning of the year, we probably would have had the Bills maybe closer to a touchdown favorite, or maybe just even below uh, seven points, but. The Bills have been one of the few teams this year that uh, really haven't shown any signs of weakness whatsoever. They had that tough loss in Miami and really adverse high heat weather conditions there. But otherwise, uh, nothing has really slowed them down. They are they are the Super Bowl favorites and they are the massive favorites in this one. Again, 11 point favorites at Bavada and the Packers, you know, assuming they lose this game and with 11 being 11 point dogs, that's a pretty safe expectation. They will go down to three and five. And, uh, you know, the Vikings are five and one in that division right now. And the Vikings already have one win against Packers. Like this, this could be a spot where we're seriously talking about the Packers not making the playoffs this year if they keep going down this path. All right, let's take a look at college football. And um, can we should we start with no, no, we'll be professional. I'll be professional. We'll start with Ohio State and Penn State, two schools that have been through the ringer. Number two Buckeyes against the number 13 Nittany Lions. Is this another Ohio State romp? Yeah, probably. I mean, um, uh, it, it's been tough with college football, and we have had great games this year, but I mean, uh, I think it's so easy to get lost in the, oh, it's number two on the road against number 13, but, uh, you know, when we look at the football futures board at Bavada and look at games like these, I mean, really, even with that Alabama loss, not much has changed this year. You're, the top three at the top of the board are still Ohio State, Georgia, and Alabama, and then everybody else, and that's kind of what we're seeing with this game, Seth. Ohio State comes into it as a 15 and a half point road favorite at Bavada. That's a minus 750 on the money line, which means that you'd have to risk $750 on Ohio State to net a $100 profit if they were to win the game. So uh, that's that's a big price to lay. Um, there's a little bit of love so far for Penn State on that point spread, but uh, again, that, that's I, I think that's maybe the best Penn State can hope for in this one. Having watched them uh, more than a few times this year, offensively they're not very consistent defensively they give up a lot to average teams and Ohio State is not an average team uh over under probably not a surprise here uh, one of the higher ones of the week sitting at 61 and a half and uh, it is the most bet over this week of all the totals listed on the cultural ball board at Nevada so yeah over 61 and a half uh, super popular uh, but Ohio State probably romps also the top ranked Georgia Bulldogs a heavy favorite against Florida but isn't this supposed to be a really fun game? Like, isn't Florida, Georgia, a big 
mismatch. And isn't this game on a neutral field? Uh, yes. So this is formerly the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. That's how this game uh, used to be uh, marketed and presented. And I think for the fans in attendance, that's still very much uh, their approach to this game as well. Um, but I, I don't think that's the official name of it anymore. But yeah, I think they play this one up in Jacksonville, which is, uh, I guess, ever so slightly between the two campuses. So uh, yeah, th this is a game that traditionally when the Florida Gators have been a better team, uh, and that's not the case this year, uh, this could, this was usually one of the determinations between who would be representing the SEC East uh, in the SEC championship game. Uh, not so much the case this year. Uh, Georgia has been incredible. They have been the consensus number one all season. And uh, looking at the spread at this one set, uh, probably pretty obvious why they are 22 and a half. Uh, home favorites are, I mean, technically home. They are home in, in the sense that Florida will get to call the coin toss. But you're right, it absolutely is a neutral site game. Um, it's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, I think for Georgia fans, it'll probably still feel like that. Uh, for Florida fans, they might want to be getting those cocktails uh, the earlier the better on Saturday because I think they're in for a world of pain in this one. A uh, little bit of love for Florida Gators uh, at Avada at that 22 and a half, over under sitting 56 and a half. But yeah, Georgia, once again, like Ohio State, probably going to romp. Did you know that the Notre Dame Fighting Irish head to Syracuse, New York, to the JMA Wireless Dome, the a building formerly known as the Carrier Dome, to take on your number 16th ranked Syracuse Orange, who got jobbed at Death Valley in Clemson uh, by the officials and their own stupid play? Uh, what can I tell you? The Syracuse Orangemen, there's a path because there is a, a possibility that Clemson now runs the table in the ACC and goes to the college football playoff. In that case, the Orange Bowl will take the second place team in the ACC, and my Syracuse Orange can actually be that. And, and you know what, Seth? Uh, considering how well they played against Clemson uh, Saturday past, and I, I absolutely agree with you. I was watching the game from start to finish. We were texting during the game as well. Yes, we were. Uh, Syracuse absolutely got jobbed. Which goes against your philosophy of we're only friends for this one hour a week. Yeah, well, it was a bonus three hours. On a bonus. Right. Listen, don't get used to it. Um, uh, but you know what? This is the noon game. It's on ABC. So uh, I don't know. We might be starting a new tradition here, Seth. I think this will probably be one of the games I'll have on uh, the big screen at the, the Morrow Complex. But uh, yeah, uh, the tough one for Syracuse, uh, but you know what? I, I think that's also one of those games that if you're a Syracuse fan, you know, you, you went into it as a uh, double uh, digit underdogs against Clemson. You handled them for most of the game. You look, and that's the other thing. They look like the better team for large parts of that game as well. It wasn't overly fluky. Yeah. They got the fumble return touchdown, but like Syracuse was in it and they were playing great and looked good. They were hanging. And I think that's gotta be, uh, encouraging regardless of what the result was, uh, but uh, this will be kind of a tough one here. Uh, Notre Dame has not played particularly great all year. They've been in it in most of their games. They haven't had the doors blown off them too often. Uh, Syracuse comes into this one, Seth, uh, you know, like you said, needing that win if they want to have uh, any hopes of getting into the Orange Bowl or one of those top-tier uh, New Year's Day Bowls. Uh, and they are three-point favorites at Bovada right now, uh, it, which is interesting because we were talking about this before we went live, and they were only minus one and a half. So literally in like the last 15, 20 minutes, has that line been pushed up from minus one and a half up to a full three-point favorite? So uh, maybe a good sign uh, for your uh, Syracuse Orange that uh, some sharp players have recently just come in and backed them. Otherwise, it's about 50-50 uh, action disparity at Bovada right now. But uh, yeah, should be a good one. ABC uh, noon uh, Eastern uh, this Saturday. Uh, I'll be locked in.
I'll be watching. I'll be watching, and then I'll be texting you, and that'll be the uh, the way it goes. So we have the World Series starting Friday. We have a great Thursday night football game. There's still NHL hockey and NBA basketball, and we'll have week eight in the NFL. This is a great time in sports. Another London get to the Premier League this week. No, well, that's yeah. Thank God. After Nottingham Forest, I don't really. Care. But you know, I, yeah. That, that listen, if you're still top of the table, that's totally on you, Seth Everett, to be bringing up the Premier League because I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be volunteering Premier League uh, given yeah, Liverpool's current form. The more and more I read about this this World Cup, it is in the worst possible time, and the fact that they caved and put it mid season, well, it, it's a tra- it, it's a tragic situation. They're playing two games a week from now until November like 15th. And then all of a sudden they go off for six weeks and it's just brutal. I don't know who it's worse for the team, the players that are playing in the world cup versus the players that are not playing in the world cup. It's a whole mishmash. Um, You know, this is my whole issue with, you know, America, you know, uh, uh, international tournaments. They shouldn't happen before a season. They shouldn't happen mid season. They should only happen in off seasons, especially when your sport is as long as the premier league is. It's just, it's a joke. Yeah, if if you're the uh, owner or management of one of these top tier teams, uh, not just in England, but you know Spain, Germany, uh, wherever high level uh, soccer is being played, uh, you are holding your breath during that World Cup in Qatar that uh, your players are coming back in one piece, uh, and and that's really the best you can hope for because they're going to be coming back fatigued, uh, you know, out of oh, sorts God. a little bit. Uh, yeah, this is especially if they make a run. You know, you, you, like you hate to say to your uh, domestic league players, like, oh, you know, I, I hope Germany bounces out earlier. I hope, uh, you know, oh, USA no, I, bounces I out Brazil. earlier. Or something I, like I don't want to see Brazil do anything. Yeah, no, no fair, fair play. I, uh, you know, Liverpool's got some Brazilian players as well. So I, uh, yeah, I don't want them to. And there's this big controversy well. with Arsenal because Ben White is supposedly a candidate for, for right back in, 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 for Team England. And my mm-hmm. reaction is let him take some other hack. Let, let's keep our guy and Gabriel Jesus uh, is for Brazil. The same thing with striker. And they're talking about, well, there's a lot of strikers in Brazil. We don't know if he's going to make it. Okay. Don't make it. Let him stay mm-hmm. home. I'll put him on sports with friends. That's what I'll do. <laughs> there you go. So uh, that's the real reason there. You're angling uh, for your next oh, if guest. You think I'm not getting an Arsenal player. That's not in this world cup. That's my, that's my, uh, my goal for the end of this year. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, it's a, you know, hey, listen, as as a Liverpool fan, you know, hope, hopefully this break will, you know, maybe we'll, we'll come out of it, uh, you know, with something ingenious to uh, help us sort out the second half of the season. But yeah, otherwise, all I'm focusing on is Champions League right now. But it, it it's for all these players that are playing right now, whether it's Premier League, Champions League, and then World Cup, it's, it's way too much football happening. It's way too many distractions. Uh, you know, ho- hopefully we get uh, really good uh, European football on the second half and the other side of this World Cup. But yeah, it, it sucks. World Cup in December is just not right. I don't care how much money they threw at it. It's going to impact ratings. It's going to impact uh, just overall interest. And it's going to impact uh, how some of these teams play the second half of their season. But what are you going to do? We're all going to watch it and we're going to enjoy the heck out of it anyways. But uh, yeah, still not great. All right. That'll do it for the Bavada at Odds podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, go to BavadaSportsbook.com for all your latest odds on games we didn't talk about. Uh, and then bug Patrick and say, why didn't we talk about that one? Right. I understand. Listen, my the, the that's fight right. is Again, on. folks, if if you ever want to reach out to me on Twitter, my handle is uh, Seth Everett. So uh, please send any complaints into those DMs. The best part about that is that's not my handle, and 
the even best part about it is I know the guy who is at Seth Everett, and it's not me. So there you have So touche well, that's, on that's you. perfect. That's that's perfect then, because that uh, you know this is uh, you know a, poor third a bunch party of people be bugging this guy. I can just imagine. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you.